Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli. A quick update on the book club before we get into the interview. This past Wednesday, I sat down with Ambi to discuss his book, The Runner's Guide to the Meaning of Life. Uh, We went through his life, uh, some different passages in the book that stuck out to me, and he was able to expand on them. And he just had a a ton of really good things to say. That episode will probably come out early next week. So once again, if you haven't read the book, uh, it's a pretty quick read, but there are a ton of really powerful things uh, in the book. Again, that's called The Runner's Guide to the Meaning of Life by Ambie Burfoot. Uh, The next book we're going to read is called Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Uh, he's a pretty big author, so I don't know if he's going to to want to come on the podcast, but definitely going to try to reach out. So yeah, expect uh, the the Runner's Guide to the Meaning of Life episode to come out next week, and then two weeks after that, uh, either I'll be coming on to discuss the book, uh, Leaders Eat Last, or off chance Simon wants to come on, we'll have that discussion as well. So I'm excited to get this book club underway. I just add, add some more value to the Indiana running community. And as always, if you guys have any ideas or thoughts or uh, just anything that you want to communicate to me, my email will be in the show notes below, and I would love to hear from you. But now we'll get on to the interview. The following is an interview with Gabe Porras. Gabe is the head boys cross country and distance coach for Zionsville High School. During this interview, we cover Gabe's start in the sport, his coaching journey, and wrap up with a discussion about building a perennial podium contender. Gabe is a super down-to-earth guy who really cares about his guys and creating a program that is both competitive and inviting for guys of all skill levels. I got to interact with Gabe some at the different meets we were at throughout the season, but it was awesome to get to sit down with him and hear his story and all the lessons he's learned throughout his time at Zionsville. As always, I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I give you Gabe Porras. Gabe, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Great, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we jump into things, how how's the new year starting off for you? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, enjoyed the break. Um, good time, Christmas with the family, and then we went to um, Lincoln State Park, stayed in a cabin. We the last couple of years we've liked to get in nature, uh, you know, be in a cabin with bad Wi-Fi and just be out in nature for a couple of days after Christmas. And there we go. That was a lot of fun and uh, kind of uh, refocus, get ready for the new year. Yeah. Where's Lincoln at? That's in uh, southern Indiana, real close oh, to Holiday it? World. And then okay. uh, th- that's uh, when the quarantine started, when o- almost one of the only things you could do is go hike around uh We've been to every state park in Indiana since uh, the quarantine started. That was the last oh. one for the kids. So it was uh, it, it was cool to not kind of, kind of check that one off. Yeah. How many are there? Uh, I think upper 20s, maybe low 30s. Oh, really? I'm not quite sure. So, yeah, we, we were uh, we were hitting at least one a week um, there, during that time when that's about all you could do. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Uh, growing up Northwest Indiana, the dunes is a special place for me. Just a lot of great memories as a kid. Um, you know, we like, we like whitewater. We like, uh, Pokagon. I'd love to go on the toboggan sometime, but that's, uh, that's, uh, always pretty busy in the winter, but, uh, 
they're, they're all great. We, we stayed at um, Potato Creek before a Notre Dame game. That was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, is there like a, a sneaky good one? Like you're surprised how nice it was or? So, uh, you know, staying in cabins, we, we, we don't do tents very often, but, uh, whitewater was pretty, pretty cool. Um, it was the only one you could, we could bring our dog in and, yeah. um, they had some nice, uh, paddle boats to rent and things like that. We had a really good time over there. Um, I really like chain of lakes as well up, uh, in, uh, Albion. Uh, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. You, I guess someone who isn't from indiana you wouldn't think about like nice state parks here These right flat corn whatever but oh yeah that's cool though yeah yeah it was a lot of fun yeah all right before we get into your background um and i also want to talk about i guess have like a, a theme discussion around building a perennial podium contender it's a mouthful so before we get into all of that we always start off with a little tear talk and i would I thought of this one like a couple of days ago like when I was making the outline for this, but I'm pretty excited for it. So it's a uh, biggest pet peeves. Um, do you want me to go first? Go for it, man. Okay. So I'll start from the bottom. Number three. So I guess a little backstory for about a year, I was the GM of the Einstein bagels in Castleton. So I've, I've and I've worked on and on, on and off uh, in food service um, a little bit in high school, a little bit in college and then post-college. But so that, that being said, number three is when someone is on the phone while ordering food, I just, it drives me crazy that you would like take a call right before you're about to order some food. I don't know. Just being on the receiving end, it always drove me crazy. Uh, number two, sort of related, but when, when people call you with absolutely no heads up, um, I don't know why, because I don't know if I'm like busy and I see a call coming through and I have no idea what it is. I like my mind just goes to it being the worst possible case scenario that like someone's dying or something. But usually it's not. Usually they just want to chat or whatever. And I don't know something about it. Just like, hey, just shoot me a text that, hey, do you want to do you want to talk? And I'll, I'm happy to oblige. So that's number two. Number one is getting tailed while while driving when there's a car in front of you. So, like, I understand if, like, if I'm, I'm a pretty fast driver, but if for some reason I'm going slow and like someone's tailing me, trying to get around me, okay, that's annoying, but whatever. But when there's like another car in front of me and I can't go any faster than I'm going, there's just no logic to it, you know. So that drives me, drives me crazy. Does that what make my you want to slow down a little bit? What? Does that make you want to slow down more? To oh, for sure. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, throw on the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So those are my, those are my three. What about you? All right. So my three, um, so the, 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 probably the one that bothers me the least, but still bothers me is when, uh, people get off their cell phone in the movie theater mm. and are, are on there. Um, just the, the glow, it's just, it's, it don't do it. Um, <laughs> and then, um, the next one, uh, when people don't put their shopping carts back in the corral mm. after going to the grocery store, that's a good one. Uh, it, it takes a minute. Uh, just do it. And then the last one, just being in education and, and, and coaching, uh, it's when, um, when you spend a lot of time explaining something, what we're going to do in class, and then a student or an athlete uh, asks a question about what you just went, spent a lot of time over that. <laughs> that that's probably number one for me. 
probably thing I see the most. Honorable mention is uh, kids with earphones in their uh, uh, in their ears during classes. Oh, for sure. Is that allowed? Like, can you say something about it or? Uh, usually I'll say something and it'll get taken uh-huh. care of. You know, we, 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 uh, we tell them not to, but, uh, sometimes, sometimes, uh, the, the claim is that, uh, they didn't realize they were still in there. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen like maybe middle school age kids out with like their parents and they have like their AirPods in and they're just like off in their own little land. Uh, I just don't get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But definitely. I don't know. It's the times. Oh yeah. All right. So we're going to, like I said, get into your background and then have that kind of theme discussion. So we're going to, like we always do take it back to the beginning. Uh, How did you get your start in the sport? Uh, When did you start running? Did you play other sports growing up? What is the story there? Yeah. So my, um, my dad, uh, when, when we were like young, like when I was in kindergarten, first grade, he would go to all these, uh, local 5k races and then we would go and we had a little counter we'd we'd uh we'd click off every uh see what place he got and and, you know he was pretty successful on the on the local uh running scene circuit and then I think it was probably 85 or 86 I was in first grade uh my brother and I got signed up for uh for a 5k and uh, our only goal was to beat my mom and (laughs) um so we're running we 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 uh just go real fast at the beginning and then we thought we 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 gapped her so we're just walking and skipping all of a sudden we didn't realize that she passed us so uh, <laughs> it was a it was a big loss on that first one that was uh, like I said about first grade I doing some running and you know of course I'd get into other sports I uh, uh, I loved baseball but I was not good at it uh, bat, I tried basketball not good at it but uh, probably in middle school I got more into the team sports and I went to a Catholic school they didn't have cross country they did have track but uh it really wasn't my uh my passion and um you know my brother stuck with uh cross country in high school and so I just felt like that was a natural place that I would go and so it was kind of family that that they all did it and so it just seemed like the the right thing to do yeah so did you consider like playing other sports in high school not really. Uh, I, I did, uh, I did marching band as well. And I, I loved, I loved every part of marching band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did cross country. I did swim for one year, but the, uh, not, not seeing sunlight except through windows during the, <laughs> during the day was, uh, that wasn't for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, at that point I kind of knew where my, where my limitations were on, on, uh, on ball sports. And so, uh, I kind of stuck with the marching band and the distance running. Okay. Do you think you would have ran if it wasn't for your brother? Um, I, I don't know if I would have been introduced to it, mm. um, you know, that way. And, 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 you know, my dad doing those, those five K's. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure, you know, I, it's, uh, it's definitely opened a lot of doors and relationships. So I'm, I'm, mm. uh, I'm glad that that was kind of part of what we did. Yeah. Do you remember a point in high school where like it really became your own? Like, okay, I'm, this is a sport I really want to do and potentially do after high school. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So like my, uh, after my sophomore cross country season, like I I made varsity as a sophomore and we made regionals. I think we got like ninth. Uh, and then I, uh, our top guy, you know, he was training all, all winter and, and our, our cross country track coach, he, he was great. Uh, he also coached middle school basketball. So we were kind of on our own 
in the winter. And so I saw him training and I saw uh, we had a freshman out training. And so I was like, well, I, I'm going to do this as well. And um, I, I saw some, uh, I saw a pretty big improvements uh, that year. And then I, um, so I kind of started taking it a little more seriously, but you know, every once in a while it would be like, Oh, band's more important or cross country is more important. So I kind of just, just like a lot of high schoolers kind of uh, were going back and forth on that. But uh, th that, that winter of my sophomore year kind of getting, uh, getting serious about year round training was, was a pretty big moment for me. Yeah, for sure. What do you remember about your training from high school? Yeah, so I, I I remember you know we we weren't a huge team relative to some of the teams uh, you know that 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 uh, have been at Zionsville recently, but we had about twelve to eighteen guys on the team, and uh, uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you know, as far as training goes, I, I remember doing a lot of interval four hundreds. I remember doing uh, you know hill sprints uh, up a landfill actually, and. Um, <laughs> You know, just the way Northwest Indiana is, uh, we would do runs to other high schools, like going to Gabbitt was a six-mile loop or going to Highland was a five-mile loop. And so sometimes we would see other teams training um, while we were uh, while we we're doing our stuff. But, you know, we, we, uh, we're still in the era of conference dual meets on Tuesday. So we'd have meets a lot of times Tuesday, Saturday, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, getting, you know, four to seven-mile runs in and doing those quarter repeats, doing those, those hills or, uh, we had a park, we did some 600s in, mm -hmm. um, I was trying to find my log book. I know it's somewhere, but it's probably in a, in a closet somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> I, I kept the log book and From high school? We, we had, a, um, we had like a 500 mile club for the off season. And so I, mm -hmm. I, I remember trying to make sure to get, get that 500 miles so I can get that t-shirt and hat. There we go. Oh hey, yeah. You went to Munster, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. What, uh, were there any like favorite, I guess, moments, races, accomplishments from your time? Yeah. yeah. Just like, uh, anytime breaking a barrier, like my, my freshman year, I, uh, I didn't break 21 minutes. And, uh, then as a sophomore making varsity and then getting down to the low 18s and then hmm. breaking 18 for the first time as a junior and breaking 17, the first time as a senior, I, I thought that was cool. Uh, I didn't really, this is pre, pre-internet. Uh, I didn't, I thought I was really good, you know, breaking 17 and uh, it's a different story now uh, uh, from that. But, um, you know, just the, the memories with, with the teammates, uh, you know, several of them were, were at my wedding, in my wedding, those kind of things. But, uh, you know, the, the, the meet that probably sticks to me the most, you know, the first time I broke 17 was on a Tuesday dual meet and, uh, first time I was our top runner and I, I beat my brother's best time. I beat my dad's best time. It was, uh, uh, the bragging rights was, was pretty cool. No doubt yeah. about it. Did rub it in their face a little bit. Oh, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, that, that happened for a couple of days. No doubt about it. Yeah. It's been interesting for me because I'm about five years removed from college now. I thought like leaving Fishers heading to Purdue, like I would, not that I would never see the people I ran with again. Like I thought I'd kind of stay in touch with them, but some of my like closest friends now are either I went to high school with them or, or ran with them. It's interesting how it, like that time is just so formative. And a lot of my friends, like we went off to different colleges, but have like found our way back to Indy. 
it's interesting how like that happens too. Oh, um, definitely. I just yesterday, uh, I talked to uh, one of my high school teammates, probably one of my closest friends from, from high school. And we were just catching up and talking about our kids and all that stuff. So yeah, it's uh that'll be lifelong connections you make just getting those runs in together. Yeah, for sure. Are any of them still involved in the running world? Not, not many. I, I, a lot of them still keep fit in different ways. Um, but, um, you know, most of them are, you know, changing the world in their own way, you know, doctors yeah. and, uh, all, all kinds of different things. So it's, uh, it's cool to keep up with them through social media and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's cool to see like how the, the things you learn from running translate to other areas of life, not necessarily like just continuing running. Cause I feel like, like similarly, a lot of the people I went to that I ran with in high school are doing really awesome things, but not necessarily running, but that like, I don't know, consistency, drive, determination, just like want to improve yourself. It just translates to, I don't know, a lot of different areas. Definitely. We talk about that every year around senior night and all those things, all those characteristics that we, we hope get developed. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so you ended up going to Franklin College. When did you, I guess, know you wanted to run in college or when did that become an option? So I, I didn't even know that would be an option. I, I figured I would go to Purdue because that was the closest college uh, for, for us. And uh, I started getting some phone calls or letters in the summer before my senior year um, from some small schools, uh, D2, D3 schools. And uh, um, I, I didn't know that would be an option. So I started pursuing some of those, some of the campuses I liked, some I didn't. Um, you know, trying to figure out, is this something I want? Uh, also that summer, you know, we, a handful of us went to a, a cross country camp and uh, kind of started to see, uh, see more than just Northwest Indiana. Uh, I remember in high school thinking Lowell was Southern Indiana because that was as far South as we ever went for a meet. And, uh, you know, just seeing people from other states or other, other parts of Indiana and seeing that, uh, yeah, maybe we, maybe I could run in college. And so uh, took several visits. Uh, Franklin, I, that visit was in mid to late April. So kind of on the mm-hmm. late side of things. And um I, uh, I, I fell in love with the campus, the people that uh, I got to see that week and, uh, you know, decided that that's where I wanted to go. Yeah. So did you, were you, I guess, sure you wanted to run in college or were you pretty okay with giving that up? Or? I, um, I, I thought that's something I wanted to pursue once I saw that that was a door that mm. existed and that a door I could walk through. Um so yeah, I, uh, I, I thought that'd be a pretty cool thing to, to pursue. Yeah. Uh, jumping forward a little bit, how involved are you with your athletes in that recruiting process? Or like what, what role do you play? With that? So I, I tell all the athletes, usually as juniors, I'll be as involved or as little involved as, uh, as they mm-hmm. want me to be some, uh, some have uh, parents who were collegiate athletes or, uh, um, they they look at those recruiting services and things like that. So um, I I've, I send emails to coaches uh, if uh, if there's an athlete that wants me to to do that, happy to do that. Uh, there's some colleges college coaches I've had relationships with. We used to do a team camp at DePaul, 
mm. or and, and we did it at Franklin as well in Wabash. So um, some of these coaches I, I've known, so I can I can uh, send them a, a text or an email like, hey, this kid said they want to major in X, Y, or Z and want to run mm. in college. You know, here's their contact information. Um, maybe kind of like a, a, a first introduction, and then I kind of let them run with it because in the end, it's uh, they're the ones that are going to be going to college. They're going to have to be the ones that make sure that it's, uh, it's a right fit for them. Yeah, that's a good point. So if you reach out to a college coach and say like, hey, I have this kid who I think would be a good fit with your program, are they typically pretty responsive to that? Uh, it depends on the program, but uh, more times than not, I'll get a reply like, hey, we'll reach out to them or mm-hmm. um, the usually they'll be pretty honest. It's like, that's not really what we're looking for. We've, we've got our recruiting class already, uh, mm. things like that. Um, sometimes it's the timing in which you reach out to them. Uh, if they're getting ready to, you know, have their conference or regional meet, you know, we might not hear from them. And I, mm. I understand the number of emails I get so that sometimes those things get buried. So, yeah. Um, so it kind of depends on the situation, but I'm happy to kind of get those conversations started. Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, I guess, do you have any advice for your athletes? Maybe when they're entering that junior year, like how to go about that process or. Uh, I always tell them, Hey, look, look at the, the major, you know, that you're interested in first. And like, if running didn't be, it wasn't uh, an option anymore. If that's still something, a place they'd want to go, uh, highly encourage the, uh, the overnight visits. Uh, to kind of get a real feel for the campus and the team and and uh, and that, because um, the, there were a couple of places I I remember when I looked at I thought this would be a great place and then the overnight visit it it just didn't feel right and so mm. I I think doing those is uh, it's pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so how was your transition to to Franklin College? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was a lot different. We didn't do much with the girls team in high school, and so having a a, a co-ed program was uh, was uh, different for me. And and I remember in high school, like it, it just seemed like at least what I understood in high school that you either ran hard or you ran easy, and I didn't really understand the in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember one of our first uh, workouts, we were doing this tempo run, and I didn't even know what a tempo run was. <laughs> and and I remember getting myself like like psyched up for this and, and like, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And all of a sudden it was done. And I was, I, I didn't really understand what <laughs> happened because it was kind of that, that in between uh, effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, you know, it took some getting used to um, just uh, realizing that there's different ways to train. Uh, 8k is a long way. Uh, it's a lot different than a 5k. So um, I, I enjoyed the, the, the the teammates i enjoyed the the workouts uh the races i uh coach sergeant paul's paul's a guy that i still uh still talk to very frequently so uh you know i i, I loved uh i loved everyone with it but uh it's uh it, and we've had athletes that you know they they struggle going from being one of the top runners on the team to to kind of being on the bottom end or, or maybe middle of the pack and uh just having um uh, going to a cross country meet and there's 10 fans relative in relation to what you see at, at high school meets. Uh, it really makes you question, you know, uh, how much of a passion do you have for it? And so that was, uh, that, that was a challenge, but I, 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 I loved everyone I worked with, uh, you know, teammates and coaches and all that stuff. But, uh, 
I, I didn't like where I was uh, sitting on the team, no doubt. Mm. So is jumping forward a bit again, is it, is that a conversation you would have with your athletes of like, I don't know, it'd be a tough, I don't know, conversation to go about, but like, do you, are you really passionate about this? this is really what you want to do? Is that so your usually, place or? Usually what I'll tell them is, is like the experience you're going to have in college is going to be different than your high school. You know, we had, uh, this fall, we had 69 boys on the team, and I don't think there's any collegiate program with that kind of uh, that that size of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, I, I use the analogy like when they were in middle school, if they were a really good runner, and then they come into high school, very very few of them like come in and are our top guy or anything like that. So you know, you had kind of have to take the um, um, you, you kind of go down down a couple notches on the depth chart and you got to work your way up and then kind of go back to that. And uh, I, I, I think probably in college, I just wasn't able to see the big picture that uh, that was something that uh, I was going to go through and uh, kind, of, kind of work on. Yeah. How hard was the decision to move on to other things, you know, away from running? Yeah, it, it was it was tough. Um because it is something I did for a while that was uh, that wasn't the reason I went to Franklin College, but it was it was a reason mm-hmm. um, and, and and a pretty high one. You know, the the, the big thing was, you know, they had a really strong education program and uh, just doing the cross country and track. I met a lot of great people, people I still keep in touch with, um, including the coach. Um, but uh, in the end, I I felt um I, I think it was some education elementary education majors that kind of put in my mind that it's going to be really hard to get a job and so like I kind of felt like it was I had to get myself in the door of different districts so I could have a mm-hmm. chance at getting a job um so I'd be subbing and 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 trying to get my foot in the door in different districts and, and in the end it was um that's why I went to college to, to be prepared for a job. And so that, that kind of took the priority in hindsight, you know, you only have so many years you can be on a team. Mm. And, uh, I, I, um, I was ready to jump through another door before it was time to get there. So I missed out on a couple of years, but, um, you know, uh, it, during that time, I, I, I was, I was ready to try something different, no doubt. Yeah. Do you have any regrets of stepping away? Um, I sometimes just cause you know, I, there's some really good friends and I know I missed out on some opportunities, but, uh, but I was able to learn a lot and kind of see how different school districts work. You know, I got to coach mm-hmm. while I was in college and, um, those are some great experiences that kind of helped me figure out, is that something I wanted to pursue? Do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to get into coaching and things like that? So, um, you know, that not a whole lot of regret cause, uh, it kind of helped me um, gain confidence, uh, being in front of, uh, students and parents Mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Heading into college was the plan to teach and coach afterwards. Is that what you thought you'd be doing? Yeah. So I, I first came in as, uh, wanting to do social studies and, and the, the, the coaching, I, I knew I wanted to be involved with students and coaching was kind of a natural fit, but I, I could have seen, getting in the uh, sponsors of class sponsors or, Mm. you know, uh, other things. And then um, I, uh, I really, I really connected with the, the Spanish professor, singular Spanish professor. 
small school at Franklin, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I really connected uh, with the with the professor and uh, decided to switch somewhat early. That I, I thought Spanish would be a a pretty cool thing to uh, to get into education with. So that was probably my sophomore year where I was like, I I, I think I want to be a Spanish teacher. The coaching was kind of secondary uh, at that point because you know. Um, if you're if you're going to be teaching for eight hours and not like it, but really like the two hours of coaching, I mm. uh, didn't know if that would be a good use of time. Um, yeah. So um, you know the the teaching was priority one, but uh, you know coaching definitely helped open some doors. Yeah. What was it about teaching that drew you to it? I think just making connections with uh, with students and kind of helping mm. them uh, reach their own goals. Um, you know, I, I had some some teachers I really connected with. I connected with my coach really well. Uh, still talk to him frequently, and uh, I I thought that it could be something cool that that I could do. Yeah, absolutely. So, how did you fill your time? I know you kind of alluded to it, but yeah, how did you fill your time the rest of the time you were at at Franklin? Yeah. So after my sophomore uh, cross country season, um, Franklin College, we we would uh, we would be in different classes just to kind of see. Um, middle school, elementary, high school, and I got paired up in Indian Creek at the elementary school with the middle school track coach, and mm -hmm. uh, he said that they needed some help uh, for the spring, and so I reached out to Paul, and I said, hey, this is something I, I think I want to try for a season. Are, are you okay with this? And, and uh, luckily, thankfully, he, he, he said yes, so I, I drove down to Indian Creek and uh, was a middle school coach, uh, Originally, I was going to try to learn other events, but I, I, I just kind of stuck with the distance runners and uh, kind of helped them out. And uh, it was it was a really cool experience. Um, and I, I had intentions of coming back to cross country as a junior. And we, uh, you know, I was I was starting to train again and 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 get ready for that. And uh, we we found a, a, a cross country position at Fulton junior high, which fed into Ben Davis. Mm. That's uh, that I was able to, uh, to do that as a junior. And then it just kind of snowballed into uh, more positions uh, yeah. where I coached at Fulton for track that year. And then uh, my senior year, the, the Ben Davis high school position became open and I was able to get that. And then I, uh, I, I went back to Fulton for track uh, for my senior year, which was also where I was student teaching. Okay. So was it uh love right away? Did you really enjoy the coaching? How was it at first? Uh yeah, I did and, and still kind of had the view of like this will help me get a teaching job and and you know it it would uh it would just it would help me look good on a resume and it would uh show that uh you know I want to interact with with uh students outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Uh but yeah, I, I, I did really enjoy it, definitely. Yeah. How true was it that you, I guess, needed uh, to coach or to get your foot in the door to get a job? Like, did it, was it really advantageous or? So um, I, I, I think depended on the, on the uh, content or, or level you were going to do, but as a, as a Spanish major, uh, I had a lot of opportunities. So uh, mm -hmm. ended up not being as as important as I had in my mind that it was going to be but uh I you know still grateful for those opportunities and learn um 
learn what works or learn what what kind of teacher or coach I'm going to be, no doubt. Yeah. So having a couple opportunities while you're in college, what were you thinking after graduating? Did you know exactly what position and where you were looking, you know, to go or what was that like? Yeah, I, I had a lot of options. Um, one that it wasn't that I, I was hoping at the time, because I spent some time in Wayne Township, where, you know, I was hoping something would be available there, but they, they didn't have any Spanish openings. Uh, I started doing some interviews at a lot of places, kind of toured the northern part of the state, Indianapolis and north, um, had, had a lot of opportunities. Uh, I, I, had a, I had one job up north that I, I told the principal that I'm going to take this job. And then uh, kind of late, kind of like uh, deciding on Franklin College, uh, Zionsville was an option. And I interviewed there and uh, really loved it. Uh, so I, I ended up taking that job because it kind of felt like what Munster was like. And so mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I felt like that would be a good opportunity. Um, after I interviewed maybe a week or two later, the, the boys track position became open. So I applied for that. And um, it was me and another first year teacher who's now a head football coach in northern Indiana oh, wow. um, that both applied and uh, you know, I, I got the head coaching job. He got the assistant job and, and we were off and rolling. That's cool. So did you know that was going to become open when you took the Zionsville job? No, I didn't. Um, I, uh, I, I was hoping eventually I'd be able to be part of, of track and cross country, but uh, I got hired and, and then I uh, actually one of the, the uh, parents of an athlete at the coach at Fulton and Ben Davis was a teacher at Zionsville and he's the one that let me know and then said there might be positions pretty soon but um right after sectionals that year the the uh the head coach and assistant announced that they were they were resigning so mm. uh had had a position open so we were we were ready to roll yeah so you're still kind of in that like teaching first mindset you're okay to wait or at least you know be a part of the program in whatever way you could but wait for uh that head coaching position or Something like that. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the districts that I was interviewing at, uh, you know, there there were head coaching positions available, uh, but uh, actually, a kind of funny story. Zionsville used to, and they they brought them back, but they'd have these all timer track meets in the summer. And uh, I remember in college, my uh, college uh, teammate of mine, we would go up there and race, and we're like, oh, this would be a really cool place to to work and coach and all that stuff. And this was in college; it was the first time I've was ever in Zionsville. This is probably 90, 1998, 1999. And so I, I knew that that would be a place that if there was an opportunity, that'd be a, a, a nice place to work. Mm. How big was Zionsville at this point? <laughs> so my first year there was in 2001. And I, and I can't remember if that was our first year over a thousand or our last year under a thousand. So, okay. we, you know, 950 to, to 1000. Uh, students I know the year before I got there we got runner-up in the 3A football title against Heritage Hills so uh, it's it's uh, it's grown a lot in the last 22 years yeah how big is it now uh 2200 okay so lots of construction know? recently no doubt yeah is it still growing I assume yeah yeah we're we're, we're getting about 75 to 100 every year so, uh, something mm -hmm. like that that's crazy so. Yeah, when I when I graduated from Fishers, my class is probably six thirty ish, which is still like huge, obviously. But right. 
I have a, a sister who's a junior at Fishers now, and her class is, I think, around a thousand, maybe even a little bigger. It's just, it's crazy how much Hamilton County and like the surrounding areas have grown over the past however many years. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's keeping it's, going. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, so, how was the transition to becoming a head coach? Um, what and what else did you or what did you learn from your your volunteer positions that you're able to kind of carry on? Yeah. With? So, so that fall, I was I was volunteering as cross country, and and you know the 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 head coach was a very passionate runner, and um, his his training philosophy was something I've never really seen before, and probably from a maturity standpoint, I I, I didn't quite understand it. But uh, the more as I reflected on it, I'm like, okay, there, there's some things here that make sense that's uh, kind of help uh, help these athletes want to be part of it and want to become lifelong runners. So I I um, I appreciate that definitely a lot more now than I probably did uh, during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good way to kind of learn what the the distance runners uh, did uh, under the coach, and then uh, he wasn't involved in the in the track program, but, uh, with, with two coaches and 16 events, you know, we, we weren't able to really specialize with different, uh, different groups. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we kind of had to, you know, we, we had some help from the girls staff as well. Uh, but, uh, we, we, we had to look at the 16 events and see how we can divide up to, to uh, make it work. So, you know, there, there were some events I, I wasn't very familiar with that I had to go to a lot of clinics and, and mm-hmm. learn and, and figure out how to how to coach vaulters or 400 runners or you know different things like that and uh, you know it, it was it was a lot of fun that that first group of uh of boys in track season and they, they were they were a lot of fun they worked hard they they competed hard um i i really enjoyed working with them but i, w- I was definitely out of my elements uh <laughs> being a head track coach maybe four years older than them at the yeah. at the uh, high school that i was uh that I was working at hoping to stay at for a while. Yeah. So were you working with every group? Like every I, I primarily did, did 400 up. And then I, I, okay. uh, I, I worked with the vault. Um, and, uh, that our head girls coach, uh, helped with the throws. Uh, then the assistant girls coach, uh, did a little bit with jumps, but our, um, the boys assistant, he, he was, uh, he, he's an incredible athlete. It was a, division one football player, state champ wrestler, and, uh, was all state in the hurdles and the, and the, uh, relay, uh, while he was in high school. So, uh, you know, he was able to take more of the, the sprinters and, and the jumpers. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we had, I think we had like 35 boys on the team and, uh, just, uh, did the best we could. Yeah. So did you have free reign to kind of design training how you'd like during that time? Yeah, and and a lot of it was uh, kind of remembering what I did in high school, mm. and, and mixing in what I what I learned from in college or from our uh, from that the cross country season that fall, uh, and trying to to figure out what's uh, what's going to work with these athletes. Yeah, what uh what did it look like early on? Oh, it was uh, uh, we we actually didn't have a lot of distance runners that year. I think we had like six. Mm-hmm. uh that, that ran cross or ran track uh, we had more on cross country but lacrosse was getting big and uh some kids just didn't do a spring sport but you know we were uh you know we were doing 400 repeats like I was doing in high school and 
not as many long runs and things like that. Uh, and we, we had to double a lot of kids just to make sure we, we had athletes in each event. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, our sprint coach, um, he, he wanted, he wanted guys to go out and compete. And so we, we would add extra relays and, and things like that. to uh, just give those guys opportunities to compete and, uh, challenge themselves. Yeah, definitely. What were, uh, I guess, what were some key lessons you learned early on during your time at Zanzibar? Yeah, at the beginning, I, I had to, I had to be okay that I didn't know everything, but I, I felt like as a young coach or even like in the classroom, I'm supposed to know everything. Um, so, uh, so I, I, uh, I learned that quickly that, uh, I don't know is an okay answer, even if it doesn't feel right. Um, I, I felt like at those first couple of years that I was really focused on, on outcome goals and, and, and not really celebrating the process goals or the changing mm. of uh, expectations. Um, and, and I, I, I felt like I, uh, I, I felt like I had to be a certain person to be a head coach and, and mm. something that really wasn't natural to me. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I tried to, I tried my best, but, uh, it was, it was tough at times, no doubt. Yeah. What did you imagine you had to be as a head coach? Oh, tough guy. And, mm. uh, <laughs> um, you know, just always, always, uh, worried about the outcome and, um, you know, just wins and losses, all, all, all that good stuff. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I'm not a, a, a big, like raw, raw life of the party kind of guy. I'm very like, definitely very introverted very like introspective I feel like I'm always just like kind of in my head thinking about things and and this like applies more to life broadly than just more than just coaching but like especially since graduating from college it's been a process of like being learning to be okay with like who I am as as a person as a coach as a whatever but then also like trying to grow as well um, cause there's definitely times where kind of like you're saying, like, I wish I was the, the big, you know, stereotypical football coach, like can fire people up and, you know, I want to grow in that way, but there's also like strengths that I have that maybe that guy wouldn't have. And just like learning to appreciate that, like that's been key since college. Definitely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I, I'd look at other coaches maybe from team sports and they, I got to be like that person. And mm. I'm just not sure that's, that's in my nature. Yeah, for sure. Um, so during your time at Zionsville, you've worn a lot of hats. Um, maybe you could kind of like walk us through some of the different hats yeah. you've worn and then like what you've learned from those roles. Yeah. So uh, uh, after that first year, um, the, the cross country coach before me, he, he retired from coaching and at the time it was a co-ed position. So I was boys and girls coach, uh, for two years and, um, kind of at that time, the team was starting to get bigger. I think, uh, I think my second year we had to take two buses to meet. So we had a boys bus and a girls bus and, um, just as the team got larger, you know, we were able to split the position into a, a, a boys program and a girls program. Um, so I, I, I took the, the boys program for cross country. And so I was boys cross country and track. And I did that for a while. And then uh, I think it was in 2016, we, we started a unified program 
Uh, so I, I was the uh, head boys coach of track while also being the head uh, unified track coach. Um, and uh, that, uh, that was a lot of fun. I think during that year, I kind of learned to appreciate uh, just the pure joy of athletics that, mm. that can be brought through athletics, just seeing these, these uh, athletes and partner athletes kind of work together to, uh, to compete. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, the following year, our head girls coach uh, for track uh, uh, resigned and um, I was able to take that. And, and, and at that point, it was kind of like a, a, a director's role when I was head boys and girls track. Uh, mm -hmm. We've always had some great assistant coaches at Zionsville. And so I was able to, to uh, really provide what they needed was equipment, communication, setting up a schedule, uh, those kind of things. So uh, I was able to, I did that for two years. Um, and then really uh, at the end of that 2018 season, I believe it was 2018, I, uh, I remember being at the Pike Invite and we we're having this great meet. We, we set three school records that day and I'm sitting on the field and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to be here. I, I just want to spend time with my family, things like mm -hmm. that. So I, I, I told our AD, he said, you know, I think this might be my last year for track and, but I want to, I want to finish the season. Um, maybe wait a couple of weeks, make sure that my mind hadn't changed before I would kind of make a decision, but uh, it didn't really change. So I, uh, I, I took a couple, couple uh, years away from track. Um, still Completely. doing cross country. Did you, were, you involved, were we involved with track at all? So the, those, uh, so 2019, um, I helped, um, I helped like host meets. So I, I learned timing and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we host a couple, couple big meets. I'm sure you ran at our place a couple times. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I, I, I learned timing and I, I helped time all of our home meets, but I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, really come to practice or anything. I wanted to give the new head coaches an opportunity to kind of, make the team their own and not have the former coach kind of hanging around. I didn't think that would be appropriate. So, uh, mm -hmm. so I, I, I didn't uh, come around at all for practice. I, I, I think I went to, actually I timed the sectional meet. So I was, I was there as a worker. Um, and then I, I did drive up the regionals to try to reconnect with the athletes before cross country. I did that for two years. And then, um, the next year I came a little bit in 2021 and then uh, uh, the guy that was kind of coaching distance after me, uh, he was an alum. He, uh, he was leaving the state. So I, I came back as a, a full-time assistant, uh, just working with the distance boys uh, last year in uh, 2022 and uh, back at it. Okay. How was the time away? Did you enjoy time with family? Uh, definitely. It was, it, it was awesome. I, I, and, and the timing helped, uh, keep my, uh, keep my foot in, in, in the sport kind of helped mm -hmm. give back to the sport. And, uh, I was able to time for other companies. I, I, I did like the, the Warren relays and the Ben Davis relays with alpha timing and, mm -hmm. uh, timed, uh, timed a couple sectionals and, 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 uh, things like that. Nobles or relays I timed and, uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I could have really saw myself uh, kind of keeping with that and mm. kind of filling my cup that way and, and, and as a way that wasn't an everyday thing. Mm. But I think in the end, 
I looked at uh, kind of what my own goals were. And, 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 you know, at that point we hadn't made the podium yet. And I had to decide is making podium, is it a goal or is it a wish? And if it's a goal, mm-hmm. I need to run, I need to coach track. If it's a wish I can keep timing. So I, uh, you know, was able to get back into the coaching and, and uh, help those athletes out. Yeah. How does it feel to be back? It's great. I, I, I think I learned some wisdom, uh, you know, maybe some things that I, I, uh, I would do differently from training, uh, from my time away in, in track and, um, you know, fortunately, uh, coach Rosebrock, uh, um, who's, who's a great distance coach as well. Uh, he was able to, uh, you know, give me some opportunities to, to work with those guys. And, uh, he, he, uh, uh, he showed me some, some other ways to think about training and, and, uh, it's been, uh, it's been very helpful. Yeah. Um, but this question, you can share as much or as, or as little as you'd like, but could you kind of just lay out your, I guess, training philosophy, maybe just some, like some cornerstones of it. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, during the, um, you kind of going through, I'm speaking at the clinic, uh, next week and, and I'm going to go through what we've done the last 52 weeks, uh, give examples of each month of, of what we do. Uh, I, I think the, the first and foremost thing is, is we want to make um, our program something positive for the, uh, for the athletes uh, as, as they go through high school. We want, we want cross-country and track to be a positive experience for them, whether that's uh, their interaction with their coaches, their teammates, uh, that kind of thing. We, we want to make sure that when they reflect on cross country and track, it's, it, it brings a smile to their face. Um, as far as the training goes, um, you know, we, uh, once we get our mileage up th- through the summer, we kind of alternate, um, where, or, uh, one week we'll do a long run and the next week we'll do a, a long run with some tempos or pickups at the end. Uh, so we'll do, we'll alternate weeks with that and the, the volume will be different based on the experience or the time of year we're in or kind of, uh, where, where we are in the season. And then, um, on, uh, on Wednesdays, we kind of rotate between, a a continuous hard run, whether it be a tempo or a progression run or a fart lick where we're getting little to no rest. We're just continuing with the run where maybe the next week we'll do something with, with kind of more like an interval type thing, maybe K repeats or mile repeats where they're getting some rest. And we, we kind of rotate through that um, throughout most of the, the season, at least in the fall and then and in track season, depending on if they're a 400, 800 kid or an 816 kid, you know, uh, those things are going to look different kind of based on, on their goals. Uh, we do some sort of stride or sprint at the end of, all of our runs, probably except for our Wednesday workouts, mm-hmm. uh, and we start that in in June, uh, right when we start training. As you know, sometimes it's four by hundred yards, you know, barefoot turf stride. Sometimes it's you know two two hundreds or something. And uh, we try to do a lot of our runs based on feel, and so like we give them a a one to ten scale, where if one is you're walking and tens you're you're all out. We'll tell them like, hey, today we should feel like a six or seven out of 10 or this day mm-hmm. we want to feel like an eight or 10, eight out of 10. And uh, I know a lot of the younger runners, that's kind of hard to calibrate yourself, but uh, you know, eventually through workouts and things that they'll, they'll, uh, they'll kind of figure that out. Yeah. So do you guys only work out once a week? Yeah. Um, and 
track we'll, we'll do too. Sometimes we'll do um, um, like, well, actually let me, in the summer we'll, we'll do, we'll do a second workout on Friday uh, kind of when, when we're ready for that, but with, with the race and then the, the long run, if we're, if we're getting after a long run and then needing that recovery time between that and the workout, you know, mm -hmm. it's, probably what what athlete what most would view as a workout we're, we're that's that's our Wednesday but uh our Mondays are definitely tough and and then with our strides and um post-run sprints and things like that those are uh you know they're get, they're getting good work in no doubt yeah uh where do you fall on the mileage discussion do you where, <laughs> you know where I, are you guys at I I, I had the look actually because like I that's not something I I, I'm always uh, paying attention to. Um, so we don't do two-a-days and, and we, we don't expect runs on Sundays. I think a couple do, but I think a lot of them end up biking. But I, I think our top runners are, are low 50s, okay. uh, upper 40s, and then track might be a little bit less. And then most of our freshmen are um, low 40s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, has there been maybe like one or two things through the years where – you like implemented and either like, wow, this made a huge difference. This is great. We're going to keep this or like, wow, that was a, a big mistake. Um, well, coaching's all, all, all trial and error. You know, we, <laughs> we, we, we tried a lot of different things. Uh, you know, probably the last five years or so uh, we, we did all our runs based on minutes, maybe except for our Wednesday workouts. Uh, one of the things I found that I, I like with that is like when we were telling the miles, we'd have, you know, like if our top kids are doing six or seven miles uh, and we have some back-end kids also going seven where like our, our top group, they're they're out of the weight room or they're, they're like halfway through their weight workout mm. and we have kids still coming in. And just from a supervision standpoint and also like team culture, uh, that got to be tough uh, to kind of uh, kind of keep everyone together. And like mm. this year we had two coaches, uh, Coach Brakes, who's he's awesome. He's, he's been with us for, uh, 12 years, I believe, you know, with, with, with two coaches, we, you know, keeping, keeping things on minutes kind of helped everyone kind of come in within five to 10 minutes of, of each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so we were able to do a lot more stuff together. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and you guys do lift. Uh, we, we tried to, uh, we, we, we weren't able to lift during the season this year because the, the time we wanted to be in there, um, there was another team that, that already booked the weight room. So, uh, we were having to do a lot of body weight stuff and, and we have, um, we, have a lot of kids have gym memberships. A couple of them are really into lifting. And so, uh, that they were able to kind of get that stuff in on their own, but you know, we'll, we'll do core work, body work, uh, body strength work and, uh, that kind of stuff as well. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll be, I'll be at the clinic as well. I'm excited to hear more. Um, definitely we'll give a, a little taste you know <laughs> yeah definitely no problem yeah um before we get into the the, the theme discussion uh i do want to ask you about about state this year yeah and being on opposite sides of things um i guess yeah like how was how was the whole experience for you and your team so i i gotta i gotta go back a year you know the the, the year before you know we had uh six non-seniors on the team and we got seventh in the state um and kind of looking ahead we we knew that podium was going to be a an, an op or you know a realistic goal for us and then as we were 
uh, we, we had a really good track season. I think we, we, we had five guys break 10, which we've never had more than three. We had uh, three or four guys break 430. And all these kids were coming back. And so we were really excited for our season. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we really tried to just focus on ourselves throughout the summer. And that's probably something I, I, I wish I would have known earlier in, in, in uh, my coaching career is you can't control what other people are doing. And it's hard not to notice, you know, move-ins and all that kind of stuff <laughs> right. and, and see uh, see all this talents that was going to be in the state. Um, and so, you know, we, we tried to keep our focus on working to get uh, in the top five at the state meet. And then as the season got going, um, you know, we, we were able to get a little greedy and not just think about top five, you know, where, where we were able to, to – uh, to, to win some meets and beat, beat some teams we hadn't beat before. And, um, you know, the Brown County was a, was a big race for us. I think before that meet, our, our best top five average ever in school history was 1606. And that meet we were 1540. Wow. And that really opened, uh, opened our eyes about, um, uh, us, uh, being a pretty strong team. Um, you know, uh, I, I've said this a couple of times at semi-state, um, you know, we, where we had the live scoring, which is awesome, but I, I didn't know how to coach and watch the race and look at my phone at the same time. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a challenge. And when our kids came in, I, I felt like we did well, but I was actually on the 4k tab and not the 5k. So I thought, Oh, we got second, you know, we were like 20 points back. That's awesome. And then I clicked over the the 5k tab and I saw it was closer uh, than that and so uh we were uh we were pretty excited going into the state meet uh you know it was uh I, I didn't realize how close it was during the race um so it was uh um I, I remember when when we finished and you know I I was hoping we'd get five guys in the top 40 and mm-hmm. when our fifth guy came in I think it was 33rd I I had to take a moment to compose myself, but I, I wasn't really thinking that it was going to be close or anything. I was just hoping we would be, uh, you know, top two. Cause you know, we, we, uh, we were ranked second, third um, in the mo- most of the recent polls as we we're getting close to that. And uh, um, you know, it's uh, when, when, uh, when you get, when you're so close to, to, uh, to first, it's uh you know you, there's a little bit of disappointment but trying to look at the big picture that the best we ever did before that was seventh um you know that was uh it's most of the time it's pretty cool but every once in a while you, you try to look to see where those where those points could have come but mm-hmm. uh, in the end I was really proud of those boys that that towed the line and uh everything that that they did uh, not only that meet but the the entire season uh we we uh we looked at the beginning of the season and what our goals were and what I felt like was realistic and what actually happened. You know, we, we exceeded where I thought we'd be. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like this year, maybe even in combination with last year was kind of like a, I don't know, program defining couple of years. I feel like you guys are kind of, you've arrived, like you're going to be competing. It seems like for the indefinite future. Oh, we sure hope so. You know, we're, we're, we're blessed. We got, we have some great middle school programs and, you know, if uh, you, you see our numbers at the middle schools uh, that they're pretty strong. So, you know, there's uh, 
there's a lot of, uh, you know, enthusiasm for the sports throughout the town. So uh, it's kind of up for, up to us to kind of make sure it, that keeps going. Uh, I know the first couple of times that that uh, we've had a program make it to the state finals, I always thought the next year, oh, it'll happen again. And it it took a while until we were able to make it on back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, we, we keep the team chemistry where we want it to be and, and uh, keep the, keep the belief uh, going and making sure that, uh, you know, us, us coaches are um, helping them gain confidence as they, they get into those racing opportunities. Uh, you know, we're excited to see what will happen in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a good transition to kind of the, the theme discussion of building a perennial podium contender. Uh, first question I have is, I guess if you could boil down the the program that you built to maybe a few things, like what are what are those those key things that have allowed you to build up your program to where it is today? Well, I, I think it starts with uh, with uh, the middle school and run clubs we have at the elementary schools. Uh, just getting that interest, uh, I remember it was about ten years ago we started hosting a, an elementary mile race, and. Um, uh, one of the, we were sending stuff to the, to the, uh, to the health and wellness uh, teachers at the elementary schools. And I forgot who it was said, Hey, you should reach out to the run club coach. And I didn't even know they existed at the time. They just kind of existed. And so uh, we were able to reach out to them. Um, you know, there's, I think between both middle schools, there's, there's, you know, 60 boys and, you know, 50, 60 girls running middle school cross country. So, Having having that interest early definitely helps, um, and then you know, uh, previous success we've had is going to help get more kids interested in in running. Uh, that that's something important, and, and we try really hard to make sure that regardless of where they land on the depth chart, we're giving them attention and celebrating their growth and their improvements, and uh, that that's that's always something that's going to help uh, not only retain the athletes that are starting to run but also help them uh recruit their friends and Mm. and things like that and you just never know who's going to become a good runner and regardless of that uh they're going to have positive experiences with our with our cross-country and track programs yeah definitely um you've kind of described your your training and how it's evolved through the years but as far as like the culture of your team uh, what have you learned about culture through the years and how would you kind of describe the culture at Zionsville? Culture is uh, just imperative. Those kids want to, they have to want to be there. Mm. Uh, and so making it a welcoming environment, one that will celebrate successes. Uh, anyone who follows our, our team page on Twitter and Instagram knows on meet day, uh, there's going to be 40 tweets coming out with all the PRs and improvements and <laughs> things like that. Uh and, you know, the, the group we have right now, uh, especially the, those those top runners, but really across the, the entire team, um, they all care for each other. And, and that's uh, that's such an important piece mm. um, to uh, kind of working together towards towards goals. And, and, and these these seniors uh, this year, you know, they, they've they've dreamt big going into this season since they were freshmen. So uh, the, those kids kind of you know, the seniors seem to always set the, set the tone for what the, the culture is going to be. And so they've, uh, 
we, we've been we've been fortunate the last couple of years to have some highly motivated seniors to kind of help uh, raise the bar of what's uh, what our program can be. Yeah. As far as goal setting and, and dreaming about what the season could be, do you facilitate that or is it kind of left up to the seniors and where they want to take it? Yeah, so I, I uh, we, we have certain goals that we have every year. You know, uh, uh, we, we want to be a successful program on the state level. We want to see athletes improve. We want to see them um, uh, foster and, and, and maintain uh, healthy relationships. Uh, and then each year kind of going into the season, we'll, we'll talk about certain goals. Uh, you know, while podium was probably the, the, the biggest outcome goal, we, we had others in terms of, uh, you know, the most kids we ever had break 17 before this year was 10. And we were trying to break that or um, uh, last year, last year, we also had 69 runners. And so we were trying to have more kids participate in each race than we did the year before. So that's something that we can all work towards our, uh, you know, we had uh, 57 runners break 20 minutes and that those are, you know, there's certain time barriers that I, as a runner are, are kind of cool barriers like 1959 is so much cooler than 20 minutes. And so uh, <laughs> trying to celebrate those and, and 18 minutes is a big one as well. So uh, mm -hmm. we keep those on the, on our uh, whiteboard in our locker room, like what our, best was ever and where, where we were at this year and so we were able to break uh all of those times except the 20 minute one we we were uh we missed it by one but uh we had a you know we had a lot of runners uh able to have some good success yeah so you mentioned that there were some years where you guys made the state meet maybe the following year didn't quite go as expected uh how have you been able to to stay patient building the program that you've wanted to build and that you have built versus, I guess, like chasing year to year success or quick success, or I guess getting impatient, things like that. Yeah, that's tough, but you know, fortunately, uh, you know, coach break and then even uh, some of the other assistant coaches in the past um, have been good at kind of doing some honest self-evaluation and what are some things that we need to, we need to adjust and change. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the dynamic of the team is just different. Uh, you know, each year it's easy to get complacent. Uh, you know, I'm guilty of that. Uh, when, when we would uh, kind of make a, a new barrier that we hadn't done before. And so uh, just trying to keep, keep your mind on, on what's, uh, what can happen the next year and, and kind of keeping, keeping yourself and the team mm. hungry for those new goals. Yeah. So you've been at Zionsville for a little while now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think about, especially my generation, we tend to, to bounce around a decent amount. Um, right. When, we, when we've been at a job for a couple of years, we're thinking about the next thing. What's allowed you to, to stay for as long as you have, and what value have you seen with the just the year in year out commitment to the school and to the guys and just building the program? Yeah, I think first of all the the uh, I, I I love working at at the school. Been uh, we have great administrators, uh, principals, assistant principals, athletic directors. Um, love working with my departments. Um, you know, on, on the you know in the world language department there they're great. They, they want to be really good at what they do. And, and it, it's, it's motivating. Um, and then across, um, 
you know, being there for 22 years now, uh, a, a lot of uh, parents will kind of hear what's uh, what cross country does for 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 the uh, for the athletes. You know how it helps them grow, and so uh, we'll, we'll get a lot of interest in that. Just knowing that it can be a positive parts of their of their high school experience. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, what's the importance of building relationships with other coaches around the state? Oh, that's crucial. I, I, I think back to when I was a, a young coach and uh, talking to to other coaches uh, that, that have been there for a while. There's there's several that come to mind right away that, you know, they they would take time to to answer my questions at a meet. I I, uh, um, I learned so much just by talking to other coaches, whether it was in our conference, uh, we we're blessed in our conference. We, we got some great coaches and, uh, everyone's willing to, to, uh, help each other out. Um, you know, just learning for, from things. And, and, you know, I, I don't think anyone's doing anything different, but, uh, you know, you say, Hey, uh, we're thinking about trying X, Y, or Z. Have you ever done that? You know, what, what do you think about that? Uh, it's awesome to just be able to have that, that group of coaches to, uh, to help out. Definitely. I think I mentioned this before, but it's been cool to see, especially in like the different pockets of Indiana. It just seems like every coach knows each other, is willing to support each other. Uh, it's just cool to see how connected and tight knit like the distance running community is in Indiana. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that like, obviously like I want to be the other teams in the mm -hmm. state, but we also want to see uh, a healthy sport. Um, I know like uh, we got a new track maybe 10 years ago and we were hosting a track invitational and uh, we wanted to make that race better. And, and we were able to find some, some, maybe some small schools that had like a, a, an elite athlete that maybe didn't get regional level competition. And so we're like, Hey, bring it, bring that kid over to our mm -hmm. meet. It's going to make our meet better and it's going to challenge your athlete before the state tournament comes. And that's been a, uh, a really fun thing not uh, you know it, it it helps our athletes to, to have this great competition but also helps the sport if there's an athlete that you know I'm gonna use pole ball as an example if they're if all their meets they're you know second place is nine feet and they're a 14 foot vaulter they're getting into a rhythm that they're just not going to get at the regional or the state meet so hopefully we're able to help them kind of have that uh have that big meet feel in their schedule yeah absolutely I think it's also easy to forget that like all the winning is important and beating other schools is like something you should should go for like it's really about the kids and about the whole team too like if you're gonna withhold information from other programs which like you have every right to do so like it's your own program but maybe that could benefit the kid that's running you know 25 minutes to have a tweak in their program or you know whether it be their culture or their training that allows them to get better uh, it's easy to forget about those like nuances. It's easy to get in that competitive mindset, which is valuable, but I don't know, easy to lose sight of the other part. Right. And I, I probably wouldn't have had that wisdom 10 years ago, mm. you know, or 15 years ago, but uh, understand that, uh, you know, these coaches are in there to help, help their athletes become better. And uh, we, we, we can all help with that. Yeah. I really like what you said about, like when you guys were starting off this year over the summer, 
like you were just focusing on you and your program. Like it's, I don't know. I, I try to prevent myself from getting the mindset of like hoping other teams do bad, but rather hoping our team does better, you know, like it's, it's just not a good headspace to be into wishing ill upon other teams. Right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to, it's easy to forget that these are 15, 16 year olds and, <laughs> and, you know, as a grown man trying to <laughs> wish, wish ill on them, it's, it's just not a, not a good thing. So, uh, you know, we, we obviously, we look at results, uh, you know, we, we, we go to the websites and, and, mm-hmm. and look at ratings and things like that. But, um, you know, we, we try to, we, we can't control what other people are doing. So we're just going to uh, work on keeping, making us the best runners we can be. Definitely. So you've mentioned a lot of, of helpful and I guess good information that a young coach or another program can take away, but is there anything else that you would say to a young coach starting out trying to build a program? Any other advice that you would give them? Yeah. Uh, you know, create a space that kids want to be part of. Um, and, and that's going to help with numbers. And, and, and I understand that I'm in a community where, where fitness and running is, is, uh, is valued. And, uh, you know, that, that's a big part of it, but, uh, you definitely want to make sure that, um, you know, it's a positive experience. You know, I, I, you know, I heard Rick Weinheimer many years ago, make a, some sort of statement of, uh, no one goes to the line, try, not trying to do their best, mm-hmm. and just kind of hearing that and thinking, um, thinking about like some of my thoughts as a younger coach. Oh, this kid meant to not do well. I said, mm-hmm. no, that that's that's just not what what kids do, um, you know. So that, that that's a perspective that that I wish I understood earlier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I have. It's just one more question for you uh, to wrap up the section, but what are some of your favorite moments of your time at Zionsville? You know, I, I, uh, I think any of the first, like the first team that we made semi-state mm. uh, while I was there, the, the first time uh, I, I got to go in chronological order that the, the first state track qualifiers that, that was a pole vaulter my first year. And then, the uh the first time we had an athlete break a school record and and get a relay medal those are really cool first time we made semi-state as a team while I was there first time we made state there was uh I felt like uh if you needed a coach to just miss making state I was your guy because we were getting (laughs) seventh and semi-state listening like every year Mm. um you know having we were fortunate to have two athletes make footlocker finalists you know uh you know, being able to see that, see those things. And then, um, you know, anytime a school record gets broken or this, this fall with our podium finish and, and some of the, the recognition we've gotten and the, the kids have really enjoyed, but I, I think they're still uh, hungry to, to kind of build upon that this spring. Uh, all of those have been, been really cool. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts of coaching like so far has been, like getting to hear about or even reconnect with athletes that I've been a part of coaching and just hearing that they're, they're doing well, or, or even just hearing about what, what life is, uh, where life has taken them. Um, have you had those? I'm sure you've had those types of, of moments. Oh, yeah. Anything I, stick I think out it to was, you? Yeah. I think it was this last summer. I, I was, I went for a run on our, on our rail trail and I saw two, two alums that, um, 
you know, just, we're training for the first marathon together. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really cool thing uh, um, that they were so interested in, in that they had such a great experience with running that they were continuing to do it and going about it um, in a different way there. And, you know, we've had, we have, had, uh, you know, collegiate athletes, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we have uh, w- one former athlete coaching in college right now. And uh, uh, it's all, all really cool things. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what keeps you going as a coach? I think, um, you know, I've been fortunate last, you know, maybe my time away with track or, or just uh, kind of being at an age where, where I'm seeing a lot of alums come back and, and hearing directly or indirectly the, the positive impact that's mm. uh, cross country and track has had on them and recognizing that, uh, you know, I, I can be part of, uh, of that experience for them. Um, and, you know, I, I have personal goals that, that I'm wanting to accomplish, uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily for me, but for for those athletes to to uh, to experience those things. You know, that's that's stuff that I, I still want to uh, accomplish and, 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 and help them accomplish. Yeah, I really think that is the beauty of, of high school coaching is like you can have goals and, and accomplish a lot with some of the better guys, but even just hearing and reconnecting with some of the guys who maybe never ran varsity, but can, I don't know, recall memories or times that impacted them positively. And now they're carrying that into their uh, post high school life. I think it's, I don't know, it's just like a really cool aspect of high school coaching. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and he, seeing the growth, like I, I'm thinking of a athlete we have on the team now, he, he's seven minutes better than he was the year before. And think about all the confidence that they have gotten through that. And, you know, I'm excited to see what happens not only with that kid, but all these other kids that are, are, uh, are improving, you know, excited to see what, what the future is going to be for them. Yeah, for sure. I have a couple like pretty vivid memories of, and there was one kid who I was trying so hard to break 20. He was like at like 20. Oh, a couple of, a couple of races and finally did it and just lost his mind. Like no one's going to see that on the, on the results and st- like stick out or like, he's not going to be on the podium or anything, but it's just like those moments. And it was just like, just for himself too. Like it was something he wanted for, for all season. And he finally got it and like proved that he could do it to himself and, I don't know. It's just those little moments make it worth it. Oh yeah. Those are the best. Those are my favorite. Cause I can relate to that. Cause I felt like I was that kid in high school. Mm, for sure. Cool. Well, uh, I appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to bring up before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've been able to, to get in touch with several coaches throughout the, the off season. Um, you know, uh, some, some, some coaches are asking about, you know, training or what do you, what have you done about this or that situation, you know, and I'm fortunate that there were, uh, coaches when I was a younger coach, um, that would pick up the phone when, when I, when I called them or, you know, uh, would, would, would take some time to listen and, and that. So, uh, I, I'm definitely willing to do that. Um, you know, I've had some great, uh, communication with coaches throughout throughout my career and I, you know I feel like it's a pay it forward for some of those 
coaches that that helped me out. So I, I'm definitely not a not someone who has all the answers or anything, but uh, definitely um, willing to share what what I have learned um, or what uh, other coaches have have given given to me. So um, happy to kind of pay that forward to kind of help keep this sport healthy. Yeah. And we were kind of discussing this before we started recording, but you're like, we could go all night if we wanted to talk about training or memories or anything right. like that. So like we've been going for almost an hour and a half now, but I'm sure there's much more that you could talk about, whether it be like specific, uh, anything, anything that you said. So to anyone who's listening, definitely reach out if you have specific questions about anything that was discussed and you want to go, go further. Um, and I appreciate you making that offer. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So I'll, uh, I'll put your, whatever contact information you want to put, I can put that in the show notes and then also post it on the message boards when I do. So people can, can reach you. All right. That'd be great. Cool. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate your time and looking forward to seeing you at the coaches clinic. Oh, definitely. See you there. Awesome. All right, everybody. Until next time. We'll see you.